This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. On the show today, you'll find out where book publishing is going and how to take advantage of it. How to identify and avoid publishing predators. What opportunities are emerging as the book trade evolves in new forms. How to avoid losing money and much, much more. Join us now as a variety of publishing pros will deliver insights and strategies to take the author to the next, next level of publishing. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd. And now, here's your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to this edition of the Author You, Your Guide to Book Publishing. In it, I'm going to share along with my guest, ahas, insights, and tips to enhance and support your book publishing journey. My goal is to always support you in your book success, so let's get started. Today, I welcome back for I don't know the zillionth time. We don't have her enough. Penny Sansevieri, <laughs> who is the visionary, the founder, uh, the CEO of Author Marketing Experts, and Penny is globally known. Uh, people like Guy Kawasaki will say, thank God Penny Sansevieri came into my life. And what they do at Author Marketing Experts is really create book marketing and media relations that work for authors. Penny also teaches at the self-publishing for um, NYU, and she's been named one of the top influencers uh, by New York Metropolitan Magazine. So, Penny, I just want to jump in right away. You all should know that Penny has one of my favorite books. Uh, every time there's a new edition, yours truly buys a copy. So, How to Sell Books by the Truckload on Amazon. And I would encourage you all to get the 2020 Powerhouse Edition because it will make addition for how you think, how you work, how you uh, execute um, and move forward with success. And I know Amazon people have a love it and hate it relationship with it. I, you know, sometimes it bugs me. But if it wasn't for Amazon, the self-publishing independent market would never have taken off. Penny, would you agree with that? Yeah, I would absolutely agree with that. Amazon uh, helped tremendously all these independently published authors to get visibility they would not have otherwise had. Exactly. A way to, well, Amazon started out as an online bookstore. That was his visionary in the very beginning. And I, you know, I remember that. I, I don't know if you were at that conference. Um, I was at when Jeff Bezos spoke, but I remember talking with him. And one of the things I never forgot, because everyone was, uh, I, I remember our mutual friend, Dan Pointer saying, oh, ebooks are going to wipe out all print books. And I, I would argue with Dan, no, 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 no. Print books will do just fine, Dan. And I remember Jeff saying to me that when people buy ebooks, they actually go buy the print book too. I never forgot that. So, yeah. That's where we yeah. are. So before we jump in, tell us about your latest book. What's new about it? Well, what's new about it is um, a lot. There's a lot more. So the Amazon ads piece of it is actually probably the biggest piece of the book because Amazon ads, you know, Amazon really wants to be a competitor um, to Google AdWords. And so Amazon has spent considerable time and money building out their Amazon ads 
platform dashboard and authors love it and hate it. It's kind of like every experience on Amazon. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's tricky because, you know, you can spend a lot of money and not get a lot of anything. So that's one of the biggest changes in the book. All right. Well, I am. I haven't devoured it fully, but I intend to before the weekend's over because I think Amazon's the magic secret sauce. And if you're not playing with Amazon and maybe we need to get into some of the secret sauce things to do besides like I know that you are a huge proponent of the author central pages. If I remember correctly, that was one of your things that you felt was really critical for people to get involved in pronto. I am a huge fan of, of the Author Central, but I think, you know, and Author Central is, they just changed the dashboard and it's a whole bright, shiny new look. And, and Amazon has a lot of really fun features that you can do in Author Central that doesn't really cost you anything. But one of the biggest challenges that I've seen related to Amazon is the Amazon, the, the author's book page. And what's interesting about that is that is the one thing that authors spend maybe the least amount of time on. So the book description, you know, those kinds of things, because at the end of the day, the page, you know, your Amazon book page has to convert people to buyers, at least to some, you know, some strong percentage of them Um, or Amazon kind of devalues your page, which is very similar to what Google does with their search rank. And it's really unfortunate. Well, maybe we let's maybe we should just jump in there because that if you're on yeah. Amazon, you've got to have a bloody good description. And I think you're right. You've, it's 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 got to be a lure. I mean, it's, think of this as fishing. I've used this analogy so many times. Everyone, you're throwing out your line. Okay, people are visiting. They're looking around. They're using their search words, or maybe they know about you, or how are they land on your page? You have thrown a hook and a line in the water, and now you got to start reeling those in. How do you convert it? So, Penny, how do we? Well, I mean, I think that the first piece of it is is um, a lot of, let me talk about some of the mistakes that I see, because I think that okay, great. many authors may be listening and saying, oh my gosh, I'm doing that on my page. Understand how people, how we surf, right? Meaning how we scan web, websites. Um, and most people do not read like a magazine, they scan. So if you have... Um, big, huge blocks of text with no adequate spacing, with no bullet points or no bolding or anything to give it some character, um, people will move on. And we know this, Judith, you've designed, you've been part of designing and releasing so many books. You Mm -hmm. know that this is true with the formatting, the interior formatting of a book. It's, Mm -hmm. it's, a little bit sort of the same rules. It's kind of how the mind processes the words on this website. And and when you have this jammed bunch of text in there, um, people move on, right? So you want to make sure that you have adequate spacing. I think the other thing that authors overlook is adding, um, uh, adding a nice 
blurb, you know, some whether it's an editorial review that you got or whether it's highlighting one of the best reviews that you got on Amazon and leading in with that. Because we know that people like what other people like, even if they don't know that person. And I cite this statistic a lot, but 95% of books are sold word of mouth. Part of that eye candy of the lead in of that, that great review. Oh my gosh, this book was unputdownable or whatever the reviewer said. That kind of pings the reader's mind and says, oh, I'm just going to keep reading. This might be a good book. So your book description and I, you know, really, really has to be, it has to speak to the reader. So what you're really saying, you know, as, as if all of you could see me as Penny's talking, I'm nodding my head in the affirmative. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Eye candy, space, headlines. So maybe part of the headline is this awesome. I love this idea of pulling out. Look at these reviews and just mm-hmm. look for and understand you're looking for maybe not the whole review. We're not looking for line after line. We're looking for a blurb, something that yeah. will pull them yeah. in. And, and keep them reading. Yeah. So that's part of the yeah. of the eye candy. Yeah. And, you know, when I think, Judith, too, and you've no doubt seen this in your work, um, one of the, if somebody were to ask me what is the biggest problem that a lot of authors face, it is that they're not, they're in the wrong lane. And by lane, I mean that they don't, they're, they're, they're in the wrong genre, or they're straddling a couple of different genres, or they're not, you know what I mean? They're not really, they don't really understand what their reader wants from the genre because the book description also has to reflect that. And mm-hmm. if you've written in genre fiction, let's say, and you have, um, you know, these sort of tropes, as they call them, or these sub, sub, sub genres, science fiction is kind of known for that, right? Um, those elements have to be reflected in the book description because that's what your reader is looking for. So that's one of the other problems too. You can write a great book description, but if it doesn't have the elements that the reader is looking for, they're still going to pass you by. Mm -hmm. So I think that, I, I know we are close to two minutes before our first break, but I would love for you to do a before and after, Penny, if you're game for it. When we go into the break and let's noodle a... Blah, blah description, like a short couple of lines, and then see if we can make it sing a little bit and bring it in with just exactly what you said, that the, the, the straddling. No, you're not in all the genres. Which which, which lane do we want to go down? And then it, that's like vertical marketing. You're just going to drain it. I've always said that, you know, it's it is really easier to be the whale in the pond than the sardine in the sea. And I think too many authors try to be the sardine in the sea and eat everything oh, that they can't. I mean, and, and I think yeah. that's where they get into deep doo doo, um, and then they don't get it. They don't get it. Uh, we just we just had a one of our clients do an Amazon campaign, nailed number one in four categories over three solid days, twenty four hours during the day, and her book had whales in it. That's the only lane we went down. The only whale, yeah. and it happened to be National International Whale Day. So she really milked it. And and I mean, I, I think that's smart marketing when you can do this. And the thing is, none of this is, is secret. 
all this information is out there. So, all right, with me is Penny Sansevieri. She's the author of How to Sell Books by the Truckload on Amazon. I highly recommend it. We're going to be right back. It's Author You, your guide to book publishing. All right, so... This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Is there a book in you? Or another? Author You shows you how to create, develop, and publish your book without being hoodwinked. If you already have a book out, you will find a supportive and brainstorming community that is connected and creative, no matter where you live. Author You brings in national experts for its book camps and annual Author You Extravaganza. It has regular meetings and delivers webinars for its members on timely topics. Through Author You's extensive network, members enjoy exclusive benefits, including significant discounts for a variety of services necessary to publishing. Author U is the premier authoring resource in the country, creating community, education, guidance, vision, and success for the serious author. If you want to create a book that has pizzazz, punch, and panache, Author U is for you. Timely author and publishing tips and articles are posted on its social media platforms, and it is free. Discover Author U, where authors go to become seriously successful. Join Author You today at AuthorU.org. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. With me is Penny Sansevieri. And again, her book is How to Sell Books by the Truckload on Amazon, which I love. I, I What I love, I, your branding has been so consistent. Now this truck changes and the, the, the font changes. But this cover is always red, right, Penny? Yeah. You always have red yeah. in there. All right. So. Yeah. She's consistent. All right. So we were playing around with, and, and I'm just going to do a Namby Pamby. Um, and this, this is a, this is a fiction author. And this book is really about romance. Um, and it could have all kinds of ways. But what, what if the author put out, Penny, will Wendy survive the struggles her family has created in her life? All right. The book's about romance. What should she be leading with in our headline? Well, so that that description that you just read is more women's contemporary fiction, right? Mm-hmm. If you're appealing to, if you're, if you want to appeal to the romance market, you got to lead with the guy. Right? Okay. So let's switch and, it out. And, then. and so, right. So, and if you, so and if you flip that, so if you lead with this, you know, this, 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 you know, this, this man or however you want to kind of lead into that, into that mm-hmm. book description, 
And I think what's helpful for, for if anybody's listening to this thing, oh my gosh, is my book description okay? Take a look at the top bestseller lists on Amazon and look at those book descriptions in your genre. And just notice the elements that they that they lead with. What is their what are they what are they opening the door with? And those are the things that you should include. So the first one that you said is much mm-hmm. more for women's fiction. Mm-hmm. This, you know, flipping that uh, will make it more romance, more saucy, more sexy. You know, those are the things that those readers are looking for. So it could be, you know, well, well, Wendy seduce the, the man of her dream or will family sabotage it once again. Right. So you really want to lead with something that... Um, you know, because readers really want, especially with with romance, right? Readers really want to know what that conflict is, and um, it, you know, it has to kind of entice them, right? So uh, she goes home to sell her family's ranch, and finds out that the guy that's been running it is kind of a jerk, and he doesn't want to leave, right? And and so that's now the conflict, right? And and but it but it always you always have to bring the male in these books to the forefront because we really want to understand potentially where the attraction is. And that's, again, that's how these, some of these book descriptions end up, you know, books flying off the shelf. Mm-hmm. All right. So in my, in my example, is Wendy going to seduce the man of her dream? So we know she wants this dude. She wants this dude, but her family are just really kind of naughty. And that's the conflict. That, that's where right. the conflict starts. All right. So, and then right. you can continue on that. But Penny's advice, I'm, I'm, Amazon does so much of the work for all of you if you just will take advantage of it. And that going in and studying what the big boys and girls are doing and how mm-hmm. that copy is written to seduce the reader, lure them in and hook them, lure them in and hook them. Uh, you know, you, you, you've got your guide there. Use it. That's my two bits. That's my two bits. (laughs) All right. So what else? What what other mistakes? Let's go back to some of the other mistakes that they make. Well, I think that, um, you know, I I will say, Judith, that not so not knowing your genre, not understanding your genre. That's a big issue because it impacts everything. It doesn't just impact the book description that we talked about. It also Mm -hmm. impacts obviously the book cover, it impacts all of your, uh, it impacts all of your marketing actions. Like, Oh, just going after the wrong market. And I cannot tell you how many times authors come to us for marketing and say to me, you know, I'm doing all these things and nothing's really happening. And that's because all those things are really, you know, you're really speaking to an audience that doesn't so much care about your book. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's mm-hmm. the first piece of it. And a lot of it is, you know, you can't fix this stuff with Facebook ads, right? So sometimes authors say to me, well, I'm just going to run Facebook ads. It's like, come on, you know what? If you're in the wrong lane, it's not Facebook ads. are not going to fix that. You oh, know, you thank you for saying that. And... Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't think Facebook ads are the ultimate solution. I mean, your no, Amazon you. can do the, Amazon can be the engine to run all of you. I, I think you need to understand that. That's that's my thoughts in many cases it, for the online side. So, yeah. 
All right. So yeah, not knowing absolutely. genre, that's the big one. Right. Not, so fiction, yeah, not knowing. Yep. Fiction, it's easier not, to go down. What about nonfiction? You know, there's a lot of nonfiction books that really do straddle a couple of them. Yeah. So, and that's also, I mean, I apologize. I didn't mean to, to interrupt you, but I'm so passionate about the, the nonfiction stuff, too, because it really is nonfiction. You've got to really understand. Um, you've got to really understand who your reader is. and. A lot of times when I start to work with somebody who's written nonfiction, um, and whether it's, it's, you know, a book on finances or whether it's a book on, you know, um, changing your life or whatever it is, a lot of times they'll say to me, well, everybody wants to read this book. Yeah, not so much. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not really, you know, so you have to, um, you have to be a fan of your own market, right? So you have to read excessively in your market and understand what is what exactly is selling because I know for my first book Judith I mean this is obviously I've been writing for over 20 years I sort of overshot my market I didn't really understand that my market didn't really understand because independent publishing was so in its infancy back then Mm -hmm. and I really overshot it like I just thought oh well you know, this is, and I glossed over a lot of the basic stuff that could have been really helpful. Um, so, you know, spending some time with that because it'll save you a lot of money. It'll save you a lot of money. And, uh, you know, a lot of times when I'm playing book doctor, we do uh, book evaluations here. If an author says, listen, I, I want to do all this marketing on my own, but I just need to know what I'm doing wrong. And a lot of times, it's just some small changes um, that need to happen to make the book, you know, align more with the, with the readership. Mm-hmm. Little tweaks, little tweaks here and there that, yeah. that your life, your experiences, your feedback from your readers and your customers are going to, they're going to tell you what works and what doesn't work. I think you have to listen to them. Um, it's it's really important. You know, Penny, I have always said one of the secret, one of my secret sauces on Amazon is when you go in and you look at reviews is that, um, of, of competitors or comparables, whatever you want to call, uh, the others in, in the play yard, uh, are at is you read the one and two star reviews and find out what people say is missing, what's lacking. Um, and it allows you to step up to the plate really fast. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It really, it, it absolutely, it really, really does. And, and one of the things that you pointed out too, is that your readers will tell you what they want. But one of the pieces that I find that is missing with a lot of authors is they don't spend enough time building their reader base. Right. And mm-hmm. I just finished, I just finished writing another book um, called from book to bestseller, which is actually was, released, I don't know, 15 years ago, and this is a complete and total revamp of that book. And in it, I have a chapter on super fans, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Those, this is one of the things that I think going forward, authors really need to focus on, right? So I understand the bell, the fun bells and whistles and, oh, I'm just going to share this stuff on social media. I'm going to do this, all this other stuff. All of that is great, but you've got to, you've got to build your fan base. 
which means, you know, connecting with your fans, um, building your newsletter, you know, those kinds of things, because that's the base that'll help you going forward with, you know, with future books. Oh, it's that's huge on that super fans um, th- that I, I've done a show on super fans and, and I, you don't need many. I mean, really, in the big picture no. of millions and millions, you're talking about a few thousand that can create a phenomenal income for you um, and yeah. base that they will help you do your marketing. I mean, they're the best. They're the best. Yes. Yes. And if and if I may. Um, let me let me cite an example, and I don't have the author's name offhand, but my editor sent this to me three weeks ago. This author wrote a book. Um, she had been traditionally published, but she decided to independently publish her next book. And she's very, very active with her tribe. She's very active with her super fans and really keeping them posted and engaged and all this other stuff. She released her book. Again, I just want to reiterate, independently published. Within two days, she had 4,000 reviews. Oh, my gosh. That's a home run. Right? So when, and I haven't even checked the book three weeks later. I'm sure she's well. So this is where, you know, when author says to me, I need more reviews, I need more reviews. Absolutely. Pitch Amazon reviewers, pitch bloggers, do all of that stuff. But don't forget to build your fan base because now... These fans follow her from book to book to book, and the minute a book comes out, 4,000, I mean, I was blown away. (laughs) I was just blown away by this. It's huge. It's huge. It is absolutely huge. They can change your life. Yeah, that's exciting. Well, that's a whole other topic. All right, so we're talking about uh, maybe one of the mistakes is, is that you don't concentrate. Learn what super fans are. Don't and you don't concentrate on how to build them, um, and they 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 become your marketing team. I mean, trust me, they will become your marketing team. They will shout out. They will word of mouth is like crazy. Going back to what Penny said um, in the last segment, that word of mouth. What ninety five percent was that the percentage you used, Penny? Ninety five percent. Ninety five percent of books. Yeah. yeah, are sold word of mouth. Uh, uh, that's humongous. You know, here I'm now telling you with my word, go buy this book. Go buy this book. It will change your book marketing life. And that's what makes such a huge difference in this. All right. So, Penny, I have like a, about a minute before we chop over to a, another quick break here. But anything else in mistakes that you see are pretty consistent? Um, not spending enough time focusing on your author brand, which is a big topic that mm-hmm. we can definitely unpack in the next segment. Great. But man, that is an important conversation to have too. Oh, yes. And 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 I think that your brand should be not only is it who you are and what you're about, but you're talking your website, you're talking, is there elements of it in your book covers or any programs you do? Or, I mean, there's just so much you can do here. All right, we're going to be right back. With me is Penny Sansaveri. She's the author of How to Sell Books by the Truckload on Amazon. And you're listening to Author You, your guide to book publishing. Hey. 
This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Discover the power of you and your book at the Judith Bryles Unplugged events. Each summer, Judith Bryles Book Marketing Unplugged unfolds over three intensive days working with just Judith. You get publishing strategies, author and book platforms, book marketing panache and pizzazz, and authoring tools to take you and your book to rock star success. In the fall and winter, Judith Bryles Speaking Unplugged includes Judith as your coach and mentor during two powerful days. You will learn how to structure a speech, how to create openings and closings, how to find gigs that pay you and sell your books, and you will get one-on-one coaching. Go to thebookshepherd.com and click on the Events tab to learn how to participate at the next Unplugged Workshop event. Congratulations on getting your book published. The effort you put into your work is truly commendable. But what's next? What will happen to all the knowledge you have worked so hard to acquire to produce your book? Here at Toginet Radio, we can provide you a platform to keep your knowledge working for you through the power of podcast. The subjects our podcasts cover are as varied as the grains of sand on a beach. From life coaching, to military resources, to business success, even to the paranormal. We have a place for everyone. To get started on your next step, call Scott at 903-787-5880 or email him at scott at toginetradio.com. That's S-C-O-T-T at T-O-G-I-N-E-T-R-A-D-I-O dot com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Coming up, you'll hear more about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. All right, so as we went into that break, she teased us. Penny Sansevieri teased us with one of the mistakes is about the branding issue. And we really do want to come back to that uh, because branding is you. (laughs) It's branding you. So what are some of the things that you consistently see and what are some of the quick fixes here? Well, branding is a weird conversation, right? Because most of the time when I'm teaching a class and I talk about branding, I see, you know, people, I see authors kind of glaze over because it's a, it's a big, broad topic. But the issue really is, is that everything, you know, to really just kind of break this down, everything is your brand, right? This is the font style on your website, the font style on your books. And if the only thing that you look at is do your books look like your, and your website look similar in terms of, you know, the color and the font choices and things like that, that's a big, that's a, that's a big deal because a lot of authors don't pay attention to that, right? They have a website, maybe they hired somebody, maybe they designed it themselves and um, they just kind of threw a bunch of stuff up there and, you know, didn't really, but it, it, it all matters, right? It's everything is your resume. 
So making sure that your that the look of everything that you're putting out there is consistent. And one of the other things that 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 I mentioned too is that you know if you are an author and you have multiple titles, and Judith, you know this because you have such an eagle eye with book design, right? If you have multiple titles, um, whether or not they're in a series, uh, there's a certain look, right? So the, the what font your name is in, um, what font that the title of the you know those kinds of things can be these little consistencies that build, you know, that help to um, just make your brand look more cohesive and not sloppy, I think, for lack of a, you know, for lack of a better term. This is very, very, very true for a brand. And I see authors that do this where they have a series or, or rather not a brand, but a series, they have a series of books and the font is different on all of them. Right. And they, you can't even really tell that they're a series. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You only have just seconds to engage people, and by ha- by having by realizing again that everything that you put out there comes back to you know it is all your resume, making sure that it all you know it all sort of matches up. And when authors say to me, you know, well, I, I want to do some early marketing, right? I want to get my- I want to get out there and I want to start marketing my book before. I market, you know, before the book is out, that's brand marketing, right? That's not book marketing. So what you're doing essentially is you're letting people know who you are. You are, if you're a, you know, spicy romance author, you're on Instagram or you're on Facebook and your, your message aligns on those platforms with what your brand is. And you're getting out there and you're starting to talk to potential readers and, Authors don't often, so, uh, you know, another example of this is when they don't really understand or feel like, oh, I don't really know what my brand is, their social media is probably kind of a mess because they're all over the place with what they're sharing because they don't mm-hmm. have a cohesive message. Does that make sense? It's It makes total sense to me. Um, and I, I think that, I, and, and one of the, the other problems is, is when authors all of a sudden do split into another genre, then they do I need to have two profiles? Do I need to go oh down two, two avenues? Do you want to kiss on that one? What to do here? Yes. Because the issue, so um, if you write in two genres, that's a passion. That's great. Just know that those are most likely two different audiences, right? Um, yes. Paranormal, you know, let's say paranormal romance doesn't usually cross over with uh contemporary romance like those two don't usually you know those two usually don't cross over if you have children's books and you have financial books well maybe you'll have parents who buy your financial books but they're really two different entirely different markets and they require two different personas two different brands two different you're really doing yourself a disservice if you cram it all on one website first off it gets really confusing secondly um you, I find that authors who do that don't really do anything consistently. And what you don't do, you know, what you do sporadically will never work. So what happens when authors have, you know, two or three different genres that they're writing and it's all on their website is they tend to subscribe to sporadic marketing where they're like, well, I'm going to get on Facebook and I'm going to do this. And I'm going to, you know what I mean? Divide it up. Divide and conquer is the best way to, to tackle that. 
So what you're suggesting, because I do have some authors, you know, well, their primary thing is the the kids book become the tag along. Um, and, and what you just said is true. So what you're really suggesting is that you need two different websites, the same name or how, how do we how do we handle this now? You can have you can absolutely have the same name. Some authors choose to do a pen name. Um, and, and I think it just kind of depends on the circumstances, but you can absolutely have the same name or, you know, I mean, it really depends. So when, when I sit an author down and I say, all right, let's talk about what, where do you want to be in five years? I know that sounds like I'm all of a sudden sort of morphing into a motivational speaker, but Mm. talk to me about what you want to do, where you want to be in five years. And, you know, they'll, they'll tell me, well, I'd like to have, I'd like to work on this series. And, and typically the second genre is like you refer to as sort of a tag along. It's like, well, I'd really also like to do uh, children's books, or I'd like to do, you know, a yoga journal or whatever. But almost in every case, it's not their primary focus. So I think from the outset, getting really, really clear where you want to spend the majority of your time and then, you know, do what you want, whether it's a children's book or whatever it is, but divide up your invest, your time investment and your your money and, you know, your investment in terms of book marketing, divide that up accordingly. Mm-hmm. So what I'm hearing you say, I mean, here's another uh, take here. I, you've got the primary brand with you as you come out as this romance writer or a uh, management expert in nonfiction or a nutrition expert, something like that. That's your primary. But you really have, you know, this uh, for the nonfiction person all of a sudden is writing fiction. Um, and knowing that. And I think my gut is that, yep, you do need two websites and the pen name probably is appropriate now, but you could easily put that you could put your real name also and do the reveal instead of the secret stuff, the reveal. So people will know that you're connected, but this is this other, would that make sense to you? Yeah. I mean, you could definitely, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, like I said, the pen name is really, um, I have a lot of authors that, that end up, you know, I want to write an XYZ genre. I think I'm going to get a pen name. And usually they do it because they've invested a lot of time in their existing brand. And the other thing to consider, too, is that, you know, when you're publishing all these books on Amazon, if you write under one name, they're all going to be crammed onto your Amazon Author Central page, which is also a little confusing, right? Mm-hmm. So that's something, like I said, sit down with it and just decide really where your where you where your passion is, what you really want to do. And you know, in five years, I mean, that could change. I, I thought for a long time. I mean, this isn't really a different genre, but I thought I'm just going to write books on publishing because publishing that's really what I want to. Put. And I haven't written a book on publishing, Judith, in I don't know how long. I I love the book marketing topic. So, you know, we change over time, and I think that you know authors have do have to be flexible with that. But if you kind of, you know, if you, if you, if you're, you know, if you start out of the gate thinking, I have all these genres that I want to write in, really make sure that that's what you're thinking. Because the other piece of it could be that you want to, um, that there is a particular genre that you really want to stick with that 
sort of encompasses all those genres. And again, I want to go back to the sci-fi, right? So sci-fi has so many subgenres to it, right? Oh that boy, a lot of does it ever. Say, well, I, yeah. Yeah. Like they say, oh, I want to write this and I want to write this and I want to write this. And it's technically all under the umbrella of sci-fi. More than likely, there's probably a subgenre that appeals to it as opposed to, you know, writing three different books. And this is what goes back to what we first talked about is you got to really understand your genre. You've got to understand your market, read in your market, understand what's out there. Um, and, you know, we have an author actually that we just started working with and she wrote a historical fiction, which she loves. And she said, you know, but I, I got kind of to the end of that marketing and I really realized that cozy mysteries were my thing. Like I really love writing cozy mysteries and that's what I want to focus on. So she's keeping her name, right? She didn't change her her pen name. And the historical fiction is out there, right? But now her focus is on cozy mystery. She said, it's my passion. It's really what I want to do. And, you know, no harm, no foul. So now she's got this whole series planned. Um, Sometimes things change, but just be really clear about where you want to invest your time and energy because we only have so much to go around. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that one of the things, Penny, that has always been my concern about when you go into the pen name and they've already established, they're already established out there as their real name, that they don't have the bandwidth to handle both the websites. Yeah, they, do, they don't have the bandwidth to support it on social media. Um, because as you, you know, one, I mean, one of the big things that I have to deal with authors all the time is with the author overwhelm. Because there is a lot to do. I mean, the that it is all about the marketing. I mean, so I've and I always think I don't think of you in book publishing. I think of you always in book marketing. I that for over a decade, that's all I've ever thought of you as is book yeah. marketing. But for people who are in publishing or getting people to get their books written and published, if they don't also think about book marketing, um, because that's going to make or break the book, they're in deep doo doo. Uh, it's, 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 it's a crazy time. All right. We're going to take one more quick break with me as Penny Sansaberry. I want to let you all know that she has really got a super thing called, if you write this down, truckloadvideos.com, truckloadvideos.com. She has got a, a landing page you can go to, and that'll give you a hundred dollars off to get all these awesome videos to get you to another level. We'll be right back. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Are you confused about publishing options? Do you know which printing option is best for your book? Does your stomach flip when you think about selling books? Or do you feel overwhelmed with what to do about book marketing and publicity? Get the answers and much more. Get them and from someone who knows publishing inside and out from both the traditional and independent sides how to make a successful book. You can't do it alone without paying the price. You can spend your money creating a book that turns out to be so-so. Or you can create a book that looks and feels classy. Build your brand and platform and is a success. 
a bestseller. It is your choice. You choose. If you want author and publishing success, you want Judith Bryles as your book coach. Sign up for her weekly blogs and easing at thebookshepherd.com. The book shepherding concept is simple. The publishing world is changing, and so must you. You need an experienced shepherd and guide to collaborate with you as you create, strategize, develop, publish, and achieve your publishing goals. Publishing is riddled with obstacles, sometimes nightmares for the author. You do not need more problems. You want solutions. Dr. Judith Riles will shepherd you through the maze and chaos. At times, she has had to step in and rescue a book, a book that has been sabotaged by a publisher, by a publishing service provider, and sometimes even by the author. If you want author and book success, connect with her today at thebookshepherd.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. All right, we have a short 12 minutes left before our hour's up. So I have three critical things I want to ask Penny Sansevieri, book marketing expert. And and maybe we can get through these, but, but, but we're going to do in threes. I would love, Penny, for you to do a reveal of what do you think the three most important things a newbie author should be doing? And then what are the three most important things that an author who's already been marketing or long in the tooth in the game should be doing to up their game. That would be the two things. And then what trends do you see for 2021? So I would say for the newbie author, um, obviously the things that we talked about, right? Sustain in your lane, your Amazon book page, all of those things are important. Reaching readers for a newbie author should be their number one thing because a lot of times, Authors don't, this doesn't kick in to their marketing until, you know, the book is a year or more old and they think, oh, what else can I do? So I would say that the number one thing is to start figuring out creative ways to get, you know, to get out in front of their reader. Um, if you haven't published yet, you know, if your book is coming out in a month or so, start to think about what things can you do to kind of brand marketing, to do brand marketing and get yourself out there and start to create a voice. Uh, the the issue with a lot of books that are, you know, that authors have planned out in the future is that they, um, authors either think they need to start marketing their book a year ahead of time, or they wait until the book is launched on Amazon. And mm -hmm. the first 30 days of the life of your book is absolutely the most critical. And Amazon will judge you on those first 30 days and they do not grade on a curve. So make sure that you're, that you're, you know, that you're lined up and that you're ready to go. And I don't know if that was three things or 30 things. I apologize. No, you but, got, we got six, but that's good. All right. So listen, what about someone who's long in the tooth? Well, I think that 
you know, one of the things that I that I always like to talk about is your marketing mindset, right? So a lot of times authors come to me with their book marketing and they're like, oh, you know, I, I need to find readers. I need to find readers. The issue with that is that that is spammy, right? Those are the people who are finding you on Facebook and, you know, on Facebook Messenger and saying, hey, I just, and I got six of those last week, right? Hey, I just launched my book. Uh, they're not even books that I would read, right? Mm-hmm. The idea really is, is to, um, uh, is, is to have readers find you. And I think that that change in mindset is really what, what, you know, authors are like, they feel like they're struggling really need to do. So are you, um, doing everything that appeals to your reader? Are you sure that you're doing, are you sure that your cover is right for your market? Um, have you, have you looked at other covers on your, uh, you know, in your, in your genre on, on the bestseller list? Are you absolutely sure? Because a cover change, even though obviously it's not inexpensive to do, can change the life of your book, as you know, right? Um, and again, you know, building, you know, building fan base is really important. Make some changes to your Amazon book page. Play around with that a little bit. Um, if you haven't started to reach out to your local media, right? A lot of times the authors overlook this and they think, oh, I just mm-hmm. want to reach out to mm-hmm. big bloggers and bookstagrammers and all of this glamorous stuff. Reach out to some of your local media because the local media really loves, they love their local authors. And you know this too, Judith, because you've done Absolutely. a lot of local yep. promotion. Yep. Uh, you know what? I just, as a matter of fact, that I reached out to the local, one of the big weeklies here. And I wrote a press release, local author wins 12 national book awards. And this is on my memoir, When God Says No. And they said, we love this. We are running this next week. I love oh, that. that's right. I, I love that. And the other thing is, Penny, you just said cover change. That could be the golden ticket, everyone. You know why? Because you have to get a new ISBN. You have to do a new upload. It's like a new book page. Oh, gosh, that algorithm starts all over again. What you do in those first 30 days are critical. I love that idea, yeah. Penny. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. What idea. you do in the first 30 days are just so critical to your to your book. Um, and I would say also that um, it is so important that authors start to experiment with Amazon ads, which I know we didn't get a chance to really get into in this, but mm-hmm. make sure that you start to play around with these ads. And and you, it does require a time investment, but Amazon, so these ads aren't just for paid visibility. It, they also can contribute to your organic growth. So um, that's something, your book's organic visibility, that's something that you should start adding to your book marketing toolkit. Start playing around with it. It's my book. No. <laughs> now I'm being, now I'm sounding spammy. But I mean, it, truly, start to play around with Amazon ads because they don't have to cost you a lot of money if you're careful. And they can really um, get you, get your books, you know, lots and lots of visibility. And it can make a huge difference. All right. So, Penny, let's talk about some trends that you see coming along. Let's talk about what I'm sorry you broke up just a little bit. I'm sorry, trends. What what what's coming oh, along trends. with trends? Yeah. What about so some of these trends? So here's one trend that I really that I'm that I'm really particularly excited about: collaborative marketing. 
So I'm starting to see a lot of authors in the same genre collaborate on their marketing together, which I think is so fun. And this isn't just about, hey, let's let's put out a uh, you know let's put out a three you know three book bundle. Um, this is about doing newsletter swaps. This is about um, you know sharing social media, Facebook doing you know social media takeovers. Um, doing ebook promotions and cross promoting their books in each other's newsletters and to their fan bases. I'm starting to see a lot of that. I think that's going to be a big trend, um, you know, with authors coming up. The other thing, and I know we say this all the time, but more than ever. So 2020, a lot of people wrote books. A lot of people wrote books. And, um, you really have to bring your A game. You, you more than ever. I mean, we've said this as long as I've known you, Judith. You said this, but I got to tell you, really, really have to make sure that everything that you put out there is great because readers have lots and lots and lots of other choices, and mm-hmm. they will skip over your book, and that's kind of heartbreaking when you spend all of that time putting a book out there. So, you know, make sure that what you put out there is 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 really, really good. The other thing that I will say is much as I write about Amazon and I appreciate Amazon for all they've done, watch out for Google Play. So Google is really trying to get into the book world, right? And they've had some fits and starts a little bit in terms of, you know, inviting books to be on their platform and then not inviting books to be on their platform, et cetera. But I think that they are they are done playing second fiddle to Amazon, you know, to, to the Amazon system. And I, I, I really, really feel like keep an eye on them. Um, I know authors have had some challenges uploading books there, et cetera. I don't know if you have any experience with Google Play, but I think they're going to be a player in 2020, a bigger player in 2021. Well, the bottom line is Google should never be ignored. I was tickled when Google came to us to put our podcast up, um, you know, in, under their umbrella. So, you know, Amazon music, you know, the Google player and, um, and all that. So, um, I I do a happy dance. (laughs) Yeah. And I think it's also really about not putting all your eggs in one basket, because one of the things that happened in 2020 and it's still happening is Amazon is, is prioritizing other things over book shipments. And this is a print book shipment, right? And this has caused a lot of authors a lot of grief, right? So um, that, to me, was that's just really a problem. And 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 um, it continues to plague some authors. So I think just you know, Amazon's great. We're very grateful that they're there for our, for authors, but you know, make sure that you're, you know, don't put all your eggs in their basket because if they decide to take down, you know, they decide to change, reprioritize how they're delivering books and a lot of your book sales depend on print books, that's a problem. And and that, you know, I, if one of the problems and maybe we have like two minutes here, if you could kiss on that, um, KDP, of course, is print on demand. And the other big player in town is Ingram Spark. And we have seen over the years a lot of not nice playing in the same sandbox. Have you experienced that? Oh, yeah. I, I without hesitation, I absolutely agree. And I think that, you know, Amazon is, they, 
we've had authors through Ingram Spark and they've had a great experience. And then we've had authors who have published through Amazon and they've had a great experience. Um, But sometimes Amazon does make trouble. And one of the issues is one of the biggest issues is that if you publish your ebook, for example, with Ingram Spark, you can't access your Amazon ads dashboard. Amazon's just like, you know, and they, Amazon is very good at batting stuff around forever until you just want to beat your head against the wall. Um, and Amazon, this is something that they could very easily remedy, frankly, but they don't. And, um, you know, Ingram Spark, they've been very good about, because we had an author that dealt with this. Um, and they've just thrown their hands up and they're just like, you know, Amazon is just not, so it's a problem. <laughs> it's, a, it's really a problem. We can all just get along. You know, I know. it um, would be so much easier, much better. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Which way are you going to go when Amazon went into the low deal? So and and the low buy bid for the people who actually do offset print runs and that. And then if you're over on Ingram, you would have to lower your discount so much. So people weren't buying on Ingram, reselling and knocking you out. I mean, it was just a crazy thing that went on. Um, yeah. that I saw in experience. All right. So everyone, Penny Sansevieri, get her book, How to Sell Books by the Truckload on Amazon. If you want to know on Amazon page, uh, Amazon ads that she referred to, just go to page 128. It's right there. And with that, Penny, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. I had such a great time. What a fun show. Thank you again. Yeah, we did too. All right. So thank you everyone for sharing your time with me today on the Author You Guide to Book Publishing. Go to our book page. There are over 300 different shows. Never repeat. Thank you for being a part of your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Each week.